Hello there, and we have a special guest here today. He's called Mr. Sam. Hello, Mr. Sam. Good evening, everyone. And uh, Mr. Sam, uh, you're in, involved in a kind of uh, project. That's right. It's not, and it's not your typical project. It's not the sort of project, say, uh, Clutterbuck and I would be involved in, which um, was hunting down hookers. Well, we found we found a dead hooker on the road, and we tried to uh, combine her with the parts of a dead chicken in 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 the cellar and make the ultimate woman, the ultimate lover. Because after you after you finish your business, she pops out an egg. So it's good 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 in the morning. How, how good can for a breakfast. prostitute make an ultimate woman? Mm, well. Why, why would that be anything less than ultimate? I don't. We we. This is a long running dispute between Clutterbuck and I. But you have a different project, different and perhaps more valid than ours. Can you explain what your project is, sir? Well, much like laws, I'm collecting nerds off the side of the road. <gasps> I want to look at fandom. I want to find out what drives people to their particular fandom. So whether you be anime gamer, role playing, you know, Warhammer, D and D. Um, the whole gamma, even furries and other kin and all sorts of other strange beasturies that we have out in Adelaide. I'm interested in understanding what is it that drives you to your passion, what drives your passion, and why do you follow it? Mm-hmm. So, there, I mean, there is a chance that someone listening out there right now either is or knows someone who is involved in one of these cults. I mean, I mean, uh, what do you, is it a cult? What do you call it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know. I know one of our listeners starts with the C. Is very much a Warhammer fan. Mm. So, if you know someone who is very much into one of these things, then perhaps they would like to talk to Mr. Sam because he's making a uh, a documentary. I believe he's hoping to make a documentary about you, basically. You at home could be a star. Uh, or if you know someone who has 10,000 Warhammer miniatures in their house and they can't move and they can't eat and, and the lead is beginning to make all their skin fall off like Job, the fumes. then yeah, they could be a star as well. Um, magic cards count, I assume, all sorts of LARPers. Yes, so uh, keep that in mind as um, you listen to tonight's show. Uh, if you want to be a part, or if you know someone who wants to be a part, then uh, either call in or, or write on the Facebook wall, and we will we'll debate a little bit of nerd culture and fandom here this evening. And you can feel free to participate in that as well. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Clutterbuck... Understand there is already uh, some activity out there. Oh on yeah, the we, we got police scanner. A couple of questions already. Mm. People are going mad. And uh, I'll start with the I'll start with the number one question from Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's got two questions. I'll uh-huh. go, go quickly for the first one. What do you think of the new Furbies? Now, the old Furbies were demonic and scary, and if you left them in a dark room, they'd freak you out, especially your sister when she was seven years old. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I haven't actually seen the new Furbies. Are they still demonic? Does anyone know? Yes, they are definitely still demonic, except this time they have glowing eyes that follow you across the room. <laughs> Gee, what is a Furby? It's the, a, it's a little, little, like... little animatronic no. toys. That goes, yeah. Like Teddy Ruxpin. Yes. Mm. They speak in tongues. I wasn't born in pre-revolutionary France, no. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin, okay. Teddy Ruxpin was awesome, though. Mm. Um, told stories, didn't he, if you put a tape in him? Yes. Mm. And, uh, and and the second question, which mm-hmm. is a beauty of a question, uh-huh. what is the guiltiest fap you've ever had? Uh, I have to explain what a fap is to the audience, I'd, I'd, DM. I don't think that needs an explanation, but that is, <clears throat> that's a question that cuts right to my heart, because as you know, I have a, a sordid history. I've, I was tainted by love 
when I was young. Um, you know, you all know, of course, that when I was um, only when I was twelve on the French Riviera, uh, I did see dancing in her bathing suit a lovely young woman who uh, my parents were not watching, and we had a, we had a brief but passionate twelve thirteen year old love affair until until she was stolen from me by. Gary Sweet's son. That's been well established that Gary Sweet's son broke my heart, stole stole the woman. And then, of course, when I was then 15, my second girlfriend, great, we, she gave me a handjob in a cinema, then stolen by Gary Sweet's son, and it happened again 18, it happened again 21. So my guiltiest fap was I was consumed with rage and self-loathing, and I just couldn't understand why. Why was he doing so good when I was doing so bad? Why did they always leave me? What did he have that I didn't? Was it because his father was a minor celebrity who started in such low economic programs and police rescue and big sky? I didn't know. So I fapped to Gary Sweet's son. Out of I was I was I was I was at a low point emotionally. I, I wanted it, to know what it was that he had. Was it a sweaty fat? Was it ah <clears throat> kind of fat? It was. There were, my cheeks had a rosy glow. Mm, a <clears throat> rosy glow. A rosy glow of shame. Of shame. <laughs> rosy glow of shame. Yes, that's <laughs> that's the rosiest my face gets. Really, it's that's when it's at its healthiest and its brightest. <clears throat> when I'm in a moment of deep shame. So, uh, 83135000 is the number to call. If you have any feelings on nerd culture that you'd like to uh, call and share, we'll be getting into the debate a bit more later. Or you can write on the wall with any observations, or uh, if you want to dispute any points we later raise about uh, nerd culture. Because we are, I mean, we're, 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 we're kind of the... I understand, I understand originally that... Um, you wanted to come on Radio Adelaide, Mr. Sam, uh, for your other documentary about uh, topless radio presenters. Uh, student radio show, I believe. Topless radio presenters. It's all the nubile young ladies, but uh, tragically cancelled last week just before this began. Yes, very mm. tragic. That's all right. We've got three people here tonight. Three guys, especially for topless dancers. Mm, uh, we are the nerd Bob Francis, Bob Francis's with our talk back here. Bob Francis, I believe, is the um, Bob Francis I uh, of the of of the station. <clears throat> um, I, I ate a curry the other day, and it was it was so hot that I was like, beads of sweat were forming like on my scalp and coming down from from my scalp and going down my face. And it was just so hot. It was like it was a trying time physically and emotionally. I couldn't believe how hot it was <clears throat> and then and then the next day obviously when i was i was you know getting rid of it it it, it was it was the same feeling uh on on my on my ipsy and um it 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 was kind of good really it was like a burning but it was not an entirely unpleasant burning <laughs> out, out of 10 how much unpleasantness was it was it one divorce was it, it was just enough it, it's like the Divinals famously said, <laughs> when I'm not with you, I touch myself. <laughs> has nothing to do with that observation about the ring piece, but <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> um, and a friend of mine was also saying the other day that she, uh, she, she uh, an ex-boyfriend of hers contacted her saying how, how sad he was. And, and there was no real point to the message. It was just he was sad. He was unhappy. Uh, he just wanted to tell her that he wasn't feeling the best. And she was like, why, why, why do you think he was writing to me? And obviously it was that he wanted uh, sympathy suck, that he was feeling bad, and he hoped that he would get a blowjob out of contacting her. Um, and I was just wondering, uh, 
I don't know. Has anyone has anyone here asked for or received a, a sympathy suck in the past? Well, there was that one time that we were at the motel together, and Jim was the the security guard, and we're in a hot tub. I was in the hot tub out the back, and I this is kind of like a guiltiest fap as well. I was there, I was just doing my business, and I got out all sneakily, mm-hmm. and then I noticed a security camera pointing right at the hot tub. I don't remember this series of events at all. Oh, I do. I do very much so, and so does so does Jim. You guys have a whole life outside of the show that I don't even know about. You're a having like a whole wacky, but you've got like a spin-off sexual life. Oh my god! Where it's just me. Oh my god! And Jim. Uh huh. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> I think he meant to end that at just Shush. Jim. Mm-hmm. Hush your pretty lips, Jim. Tonight we shall tango mm. together. But she, further further after, I mean, obviously, so she wasn't going to give the sympath- the sympathetic suck, which is different, might I say, to the sympathetic finger. <laughs> Because we've talked about the sympathetic finger before, and that's when obviously you're having anal sex with someone, and you do you you, you put the finger either, you know, either in 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 the pussy or against the clitoris, because otherwise it's it's just untoward, it's unfriendly. If it without the sympathetic finger, it would be what the straight version of a reach around. Back me up here, Jim. Yeah, you, is that what it is? Um, I mean, is there an etiquette? You've got to. I don't know. I think it might be different for us because uh-huh. that's us. kind of. Uh, Separating us. Now, now. What? Calm down, Clutterbuck. Sex, he wants to be part. Sex but... with the gays is it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. So th- there's no need for the reach around. Ah, okay. Well, anyway, yeah. Anyway, so the sympathetic's like all oh, different. But after that, she was saying that um, obviously she, was, she didn't like that ex. And she had these criteria, which was important because now she knew exactly what she wanted out of any given relationship. And don't want that man, I want this man, and blah, blah, blah. I found what I like in a man now. And I was like, men don't really have any criteria, do they, at all? Is there any criteria? Do you, are you like, I've, you I, sit down I and think... I have a lot of criteria. Really? Yeah. I've never found myself sitting down and thinking, I'd really like a girl who's like this. Never. That's never happened to me. That's because you're lucky to get a girl. I think, yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's never, I've never been in the situation where it's like, oh, all these girls are hitting on me. Oh, but there are so many of, so many of them are assholes. Oh, no, I need a set of rules so that I only select the good ones. I guess that has never really happened. But realistically, you, you would have a set of rules. You may not be, I guess, consciously aware of them, but they would be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, you know, some really, really hideously unattractive person came up to you and and offered to i don't know have sex with you mm-hmm. you'd probably turn them down <laughs> maybe sure, sure. okay maybe not We're such a different wilma, world wilma you'd definitely turn them down um, yes sure <laughs> <coughs> different world we live in so it's like we're on the same planet but a different universe really can't believe it i guess we do live by different rules caller is uh, i'm feeling bad i don't know why now i'm feeling bad i, d- I wish there was something that could make me feel better you can come into the station if you want. And I don't know why you would, but don't feel very good. I wish there was to some way I could feel a bit better about myself. Someone had some sympathy out there. That would be really nice. I think it's called Valium. <clears throat> anyway, after this musical break, nerd culture, stay tuned. This is Lance Hendrickson, and I hate the role-playing hour, and I can sometimes be quite scary. So you should listen to me. No bullshit. I love to curse. So controversial statements earlier this week when uh, I believe a politician said something like uh, <clears throat> uh, being gay was the same as, 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 as bestiality. Is that right? Anyone hear, hear yeah, about that? Yeah, mm. he did. Who, who said that? I was shocked. I was shocked by that. that. That means when I had sex with that dog, I was gay. 
I mean, oh my god, I was so certain of my sexual identity, and now it just, I, I don't, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to wash myself in the shower for hours and never get clean. <clears throat> it's terrible. Anyway, uh, oh, so, uh, now, nerd culture, um, I don't know if we're allowed to, if, if it's kosher to ask a documentary maker a question, because he's the one who would usually ask the questions, but what's, what's your stance, though, I mean, or your observations, if you have... Let's start with your stance, so that we can get we can understand um, uh, where you're coming from. What are your feelings on being a fan? Well, I'm a bit of a a geek in denial. That's why I call myself. Mm-hmm. And part of this quest, <laughs> so to speak, is to sort of look at how nerd culture has evolved from being social suicide, mm-hmm. as it was in the '90s, to really acceptable, and how there's all sorts of cool things you can do and get laid in the process. Something that I'm sure most of this room will agree on. And it's really looking at the different subsets. So I think nerdum is now more acceptable. And I'm out to find out what there is that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hmm. See, because we've established... Uh, uh, well, we, I include them, but they don't necessarily have anything to do with my rant. Um, I've established previously that I... Uh, I, I though... I probably fulfill many of the criteria of being a nerd or a geek. I I, I, I think self-identifying that is... There's something wrong with that. It's somehow destructive. And I think that nerds are whores, basically. Geeks and nerds are all whores because... Um, really, it's just about products, isn't it? They market you a product, Star Trek or whatever... Um, Star Wars, all the stuff, and you've got to wear. You still got to. You've got to buy the products. You've got to wear the clothes. You've got to identify your life with the thing. And you know, nerds are always the guys in high school who are like. I mean, I went to high school a long time ago, but it was like, oh, look at those homeboys in their um, American baseball caps. Oh, they're just. It's all about products for them. We're nothing like that, but of course, it's still the nerds are that times ten, because um. But I, I think it's an, it's an important thing you say about getting laid, because I think a lot of these subcultures have always been about about especially when you're a teenager, it's so important to find sex in any capacity, and um. So making sure that you identify yourself as something and that someone can recognize you as something from the pack, so that you can more easily come together. I think um those sort of markers are very important, um. Nerddom probably helps with that, but now I feel like nerds are also being uh, talked down to in a big way. With um, you've got like uh, what's that show? The nerds. Uh, uh what's it called? Freaking ah. Big Bang. Theory. Yes, That's the one. That one, and it's just like um, you know, I feel like there used to be, you know, there used to be that show Will and Grace with the gay guy, and it was like just seemed insulting somehow and pandering and so this kind of feels like that as, as well and also they keep I, interrupt me anytime because I just keep ranting well that's <laughs> the funny thing about the, the the Big Bang Theory is a lot of quotations true nerds weren't actually they don't like the Big Bang Theory because it, it produces this nerd culture that we don't like you know mm. Well, because they are very at each other's throats all the time, aren't they? If you're a nerd of a slightly different color or or if you like something in a different way or don't like the same episode of something but you think another episode is better, on the internet people can just start tearing people to shreds. Nerds can be the cruelest people out there, really. At least emotionally. They're like bitchy high school girls or something. It's just it's it's just another nerds. It's just another way of defending yourself from humanity per se. Like for example, uh, you've got your jocks who will go out and they will you know they'll 
be really strong physically, and that's their shield. Nerds have their internet culture, as you said. You know, they have their way to defend themselves and cut themselves off. You know, hmm. they also have real shields. Mm, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can understand the, the, the product thing itself. I can understand. So, if you have some workaday life and you need to get through that somehow you need to escape somehow so obviously you can go home and you can watch a tv show or like i i i really would like to get the blu-rays of star trek so when i'm at at the factory doing my job which you all know what my job is right we've talked about this before chicken sexer when i'm when i'm sexing chickens all day i will be thinking about star trek and just think, I have to get myself through the, that act as I'm throwing one chicken into the one the one tube and the other chicken into the other tube. One going to one fate, one going to another. I need to I need to think about something to get me through because it's so boring just listening to their inane tweets as they go down toward the grinder. So um, you call it teleporting. Teleport, yeah, I, they should have teleported them. But so I, I'm just thinking about Star Trek. So I, I'm 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 sexing chickens and really I'm I'm just seeing. William Shatner instead of um, instead of chicken genitalia in my head. That's what's running through. I'm like, <gasps> boy, girl, William Shatner, William Shatner. That we don't have a tube for that, unfortunately. So your fandom is essentially like a form of escapism, mm, which it probably is for a lot of people. It gives because you something to look forward to at the end of the day and to be able to relate to other people on the same topic. But isn't that what anyone does in life anyway? Not many people like their jobs, so people either need something to fix their car, or someone perhaps listens to angry music. Mm. Or something like that. So it, it it can just be that, and I've heard people say that nerddom is less destructive than than some other interests. Uh, it it harms others less, so that could be a plus. Um, also, if you're a young lady with low self esteem, join a role playing club because there probably won't be that many of you there, and all the guys will completely fawn over you. They may not be the best specimens, but my god, your ego will get a boost. They'll always be trying to massage you and do stuff like that. So there are lots of pluses in that department. Um, Neo-medievalism I'd like to talk about. I don't know. Where. Oh, yes. Well, you've got your suit of armor. We could start with that. Where did that come from? My suit of armor um, I bought mainly to defend myself from Clutterbuck. Yeah, well, actually, we have this thing going on with zombies. See, I own, I own a shotgun, and so I want him. He, he disagrees every time he looks at me. I want him to train up really tough with the, with the chain mail and then with the next set of armor he's ordered. And then one day I'll go out and train him with my shotgun. That way he'll be impe- impenetrable from zombies. Mm. It's foolproof, don't you believe? Impenetrable. <laughs> and, what, <laughs> and what if you have a zombie in armor? Mm. Yeah, and the zombie thing... Uh, you just have to hit it more times until the armor falls off. I was saying this behind the scenes, but the zombie thing... People feel free to call in if you want to disagree with any of this. I feel like the zombie thing is something to do with the internet culture and, and everyone's a celebrity now and everyone has a blog and every TV show tells you that you can instantly achieve your dream of being whatever you want with no effort. And so everyone it becomes very self-obsessed and ev- everyone else in the world looks kind of like a faceless nobody because you're naturally the survivor, you're naturally the best. So zombie thing seems to, some in my mind, relate to some... Escapism? Sense of... Self-importance. Self-importance. But yes, I have many collections. In fact, Jim is part of my collection. <clears throat> because uh, Jim uh, once starred in TJ Hooker with William Shatner. Uh, so I've got Jim in my collection because it's how I can get close to William Shatner. Um, so how come he's not in his original package? He didn't actually touch William Shatner, but in his episode he was required to perform Reiki 
on William Shatner. So he got within about an inch as he was giving uh, the healing energies to William Shatner's arm. It's like one degree of separation. Mm, One inch of separation (laughs) for you because you were that close. Did you feel like his energy while you were reikiing him? I did. Mm. And also it was kind of uh, less than an inch of separation. Uh, What kind of energy was it? Was it a good good energy or bad energy? I kind of had a hard on, so... Did he notice? I'm pretty sure he did when it... And then, did he invite you back to his... I'm just writing my fan fiction in my head as we go along now. Let's move on from that one. Yeah. Just ranting and ranting. It's worse than a normal episode, but... I've spent nine years worrying about this neo-medievalism, you know, and it's, it's the thing with D&D, and it's th- you can see it in Star Wars, and you can see it in all this kind of stuff. And there's a very American version of neo-medievalism, which is interesting because America, per se, didn't have the same European medieval thing. And there, there is a line of thought that runs that neo-medievalism is kind of a neo-conservatism because it kind of boomed post-World War II. Uh, it was especially big during kind of the Reagan era. And it sees people wanting to go back to the an imagined past because there's nothing like the real past. And the key points of this past are this idea of chivalry and everyone having their assigned roles. So uh, there's no feminism there's no multiculturalism. Uh, you don't have to worry about black people being there. You know, it's it's this idea of the the neo medievalism is a return to very kind of um, clear cut because I mean everything gets blurry, doesn't it? Once if you are some insecure man and there's feminism and there's multiculturalism and you just want to get on with your white man life and it's so it, everything's get blurred and so you you imagine this golden age where p- these pesky other viewpoints didn't exist. So Cory Bernardi would have been fantastic in it. I don't know what that is. Who's Cory Bernardi? Is he related to Rudyard Kipling? <laughs> White man's burden. We're speaking a different language here, man. Mate, can I interrupt? Roland, uh... <clears throat> no. Mate, I, uh... Just wanted to take a minute to talk about my own personal crusade. It's, uh, you're all talking about the poor, the difficult things that the white man has. And I totally fucking agree, mate. And the feminists have taken it all the fucking way from us, mate. Oh, my crusade is I want freedom for shitty parents. Because I had a son, mate. They bloody took me son away, mate. It wasn't fair. And yes, I had tried to run away and not pay child support, mate. And yes, I had been to prison, mate. And yes, I did beat his bum, mate. And once I maybe buggered him, mate. But I want to see me son again now. I want freedom for shitty parents. The dads in this country get a raw deal. The women can do anything, mate. They just go to the courts and they just talk about that time I burned their face on the stove and then they just get whatever they want, mate. But us dads, I haven't seen me son in 16 years and I really need to borrow $25 for a bag. Thank you, Roland. Thank you, Roland. <clears throat> Anyone else want to say anything before we go to music? Anything else on the Facebook wall? Oh, we got like a million questions, so I'll go to mm. the next one. Um, your life is actually a trashy afternoon soap opera. Opera. What is your current dilemma? DM. Me? Yeah. I didn't I answer one recently? All right. Wilma, I haven't heard your voice much this episode. Uh, trashy soap opera. What is my dilemma? Perhaps living in a house with these 
retard Scott. That's not really a, a trashy dilemma. No, see, it would be more like if we based it on, say, passions, you could be, uh, I guess, you know, worried about Clutterbuck. He could have his, his, his toy that actually talks to him, um, call him, uh, I don't know, Billy, and he could be casting spells, which makes me go evil and want to kill the DM. The DM just escaped from prison after killing Wilma's doctor. I have a romance novel called Truly Madly Viking. And it's about a, a Viking that is transported from the Dark Ages into modern California, where he is desirable, and he has an affair with a psychiatrist or something. Anyway, that would be my dilemma. It'd be like, I don't know, <laughs> there'd be a Viking there, and I'd have to wonder, what do I do? Is he mad? Is he actually a time traveler? Are you the psychiatrist in mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That long blonde hair, do we cut it? to make sure it fits with our regular norms? Do we bind up his natural Viking instincts? Do we tie him down somewhere and whip him again and again until the Viking is gone from him? Or do we embrace that Viking in its natural state? That actually ties in really nicely with the next question, which Mm -hmm. comes from Chris. Have you considered getting mental help? Mm. (laughs) That must be a tricky Question when dealing with some kinds of fans, maybe. <laughs> have, you you segue? have you felt unsafe at all visiting anyone so far? We don't want to talk. I mean, we want to attract people unsafe. to be in the documentary, but have you felt unsafe at all? Not really. Um, every fandom, even extreme ones, generally have a sense of control. People know, I mean, why? I think why people are attracted to it because there are a set of rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though fandoms are different than fandoms crossover, they all have their sort of unspoken rules that, you know, which doctor is better or you don't argue between old series or new series or, you know, we don't mention, <laughs> you know, you don't, or you don't mention the forgotten episode or the pilot that never was. So I think everyone generally keeps to their own. I mean, if there are basket cases, they generally stay in their basement. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 the ones who talk to me are probably better people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just feeling like without a musical break where, where I don't know. It's, there's too much talking. So we might have a brief one, but we'll store up those questions. And um, if you have a question, you can also call in. That's also a possibility. Call in. Call in. When only. Otherwise, uh, we'll be back after this brief musical break. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. Mate, glad about mate. Will you accompany me? On the long march toward death, mate. Roland. Will you come with me to face the Reaper, mate? And the afterlife? I don't want to go alone. Who let Roland out of his cage again? Jim, will you fucking accompany me to the bloody afterlife, mate? It'll be Monza. How about I just give you 50 bucks and you go away? Thanks for buying me some meth to eat the pain, Wilma, mate. Will you accompany me to the world beyond? Yeah, no, no. Here's here's another fifty. Just have have a lot. That's a lot of money. We could buy ducklings okay. with that much money. <laughs> okay, so where were we? Nerd culture. What were we saying about the nerd? <clears throat> we have that. Oh, uh, there's a caller. Oh my god. Let's try this. Uh, okay, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> 
Hello, Hello caller. Hello. Hello, what's your name? Scott. Scott Bayo. So, Scott, uh, uh, what did you want to call in for? I was just saying, you guys should talk about My Little Pony fandom. Oh, oh yes. We were why, why haven't you rung that off, up already? Well, I... So weird. Sam, do you okay. have some experience? Scott, are you a pony? I would say yes. Huh. What got you into um, ponyism? <laughs> well, that you make it sound sexual there, but <laughs> I, I promise you it isn't. Yeah. Um, well, not mostly. Not anymore since the cops came round. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So what got you into it? Um, a friend. I was... Uh, at the time, was hesitant, but it got my, it got me into it. I like it now. Mm-hmm. And what right. attracts you to it? I've heard a lot of people watch it for the plot. Mm, the plot is surprisingly intense, reminiscent of uh, something PG, much heavier. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dostoevsky, perhaps. Ah, compared to <laughs> crime and punishment. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just freestyling. That was quite good. Mm. Um, <laughs> I should have thought of that before I rang up. I said crime. I'll uh, just tell you if I thought of that. And what pony do you con- do you consider the best pony? Are you a moron? It is quite clearly Pinkie Pie. Use your brain. Are you? A- oh my god! And why Pinkie you ask that? <laughs> why Pinkie Pie? Well, she's the pinkiest to start with. It's in her name. <laughs> are there are there a lot of, um, of, of bronies in South Australia? I don't actually know. In South, well, I don't know. I guess mm, there's not a gathering that I've been to. I know at least two, <laughs> not including me. I, I, I mean, I, I know, I know, I know a couple of uh, bronies out there, and I'm not against them at all. I don't see why people should be against them. It's just it's nice to know that there's a community building up. The internet must really help with it because, I mean, pre-internet, if you were a brony, you'd just be confused and alone, and you'd be like, "Am I okay? I really well, like I bro- My Little Pony." And now, that's kind of interesting. I guess, yeah, it's easier to build than nerd culture. I think it's gotten a lot more popular because the internet is out there. Because, I mean, I was hesitant, and I might have went, "This is too weird," because I would have felt more alone without the net. Blogging on, like, oh, what? There's like a billion other dudes that like it. Yeah, okay, then I'll watch a few more episodes. And that was it. Without... At the start of the internet, that was all you saw was like porn, Star Trek, and cult yeah. TV shows and stuff like that. If it was a TV show, then there was something there for the internet. So well, that's it. it sounds like maybe maybe you should be contacting Mr. Sam to appear in a documentary. Yes, would you be interested in talking about Your ponies? face could be blurred, perhaps. But, or your face could have a pony superimposed over it. Or he could wear a pony suit. I've already got a pony suit on now, so that would be probably oh. the easiest <laughs> thing to do. Wonderful. Wait, wait, wait. i got to cut in here. I, I I, don't get it. I just don't get it. it it's, let the man relax in his pony suit. It's, but it's, no, wait, 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 it's bright wait. colours. It's, it's the, the smiling. It's the happy. It's the it's the nostalgia of childhood. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the boys bonding over brightly coloured female ponies. Are they female? I don't know. Are they female? There are some, fem- there are some females. Yeah, there some. are males. You say that. How with, you, say that with, you say that with this Read game. Read a biology book. <laughs> you say that with, there are some <laughs> oh, females. Oh snap! <laughs> they don't count. Yeah, we'll see. Read a book. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I've read many, many books, leather-bound books, but <laughs> you see, the thing that I don't understand is, is like this whole brony culture. Like leather-bound My Little Pony. Oh, culture. This whole this whole brony culture thing, it's, it's to me, 
it's so reminiscent of basically anything gay. <laughs> He's Do you an guys expert. see that? You're talking it's, to it's an like, expert. It's like guys, and there's lots, let, lots of pink. It's 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 pretty much gay culture. But if you go to like a kindergarten, the little boys, they all love pink. Yeah. Right? It's like, like it's only it's that's kind of a social thing, isn't it? And you're not allowed to express your natural love for pink. I'm not saying that, but Scott, are you in kindergarten? Not anymore. No, but you know I was, was. Uh, not today, right? No, I not today. I I passed kindy a few weeks ago, I'll have you. I know, think we so. should compliment Scott on his bro- on his boldness in calling. No, 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 I'm, I'm all for the brony love. I'm just I just don't get it. If you think the power of six female ponies is gay, well then I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so there, there. So what? What is what? What's a female brony? A female brony. A, a female, gay. female brony, not female. Female <laughs> <laughs> um, brony. That's a whole new a level. Phony or a Sony? Or yeah, phony would be a female brony. A female brony. <laughs> <laughs> what would be a you, you might start something. Don't get them ideas. Transgender bro- yeah, Even they aren't invited to our gathering. Inter- intersex brony. Anyway, what is a um? What's a female pony fan called? Um, a, s- a cis. Oh. Can I can I cut in? The fact I'm that pretty you- sure a female pony fan is called a girl. The fact. <laughs> a what? And the fact that it took you so the hesitation was so long makes me think that perhaps there aren't many female My Little Pony fans that No, that seems kinda gay of a girl to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you think it's um wrong for a girl to watch a girl oriented show? <laughs> I think only little girls watch that show. What is it? The, the intended demographic. Interesting to ask what makes it girl-oriented. I've never seen it. What makes it girl-oriented? When I was a kid, I loved um, Rainbow Bright because they had the little munchkin things. That she was awesome. Yeah, and they had the little whatever, the, you know, she had the monsters. Everything in the 80s well, had monsters. Okay. It's like, it's very rep- reminiscent of like, I don't know, it's a cartoon that there's a lot of jokes that go over kids' heads. Like, for example, there's a whole episode that's like, said it's based around the Big Lebowski. But obviously, though, there's no swearing or anything, but that's clearly, so like... still making it, then. I thought it was, like, 80s. No, no, no. This is... Oh, my... Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no, no. The series... I think Series 3 is starting, like, in a few what months, one month, one week, something like that. Let's play some pony-appropriate music in the background here. Um, Scott, how old are you? 23 years. Well, he's a bit older than me. And how many? Uh, how much pony merchandise do you have? Oh, not many. I'm not really a big merch just person. Got the, just got the big pink suit. Do you have a yeah, poster? In, do you have a poster in I, your room? And I totally am wearing and didn't make up for a funny joke. Have, oh, damn. I was hoping you were like wearing it to weddings. All sorts of things. Do they, have, they must have brony weddings, surely. They, I would say they, they would, Star yeah. Trek weddings. They must have been brony weddings. The I mean, gatherings are pretty intense from what I've seen on the net. I've not so been if, to one. I'm not if, that nuts. If there is a man-on-man, very close homosocial friendship between bronies, obviously you can't call it a bromance because that's already taken. So what do you call it? A bronymance. Bromance. Yeah, bromance-y. just called two gay guys. All right. <laughs> homosocial, <laughs> I said. Homosocial. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I think it's called bestiality. <laughs> 
but no, hang on. There are some Facebook questions related to nerdom in general, and I think Scott might be able to be on our round table to help us talk about them, perhaps, because uh, here's another perspective. Because I think I've been always been very ambivalent. Yes, I may have a collection of nerd-like things, including Jim, in my house, but I, I'm never quite sure whether I should feel good about that or not. I don't know. But some people have embraced it much more boldly. So, you should uh, always feel good about having me in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the next one? Uh, the next question comes from Bobby. Bobby. Uh, Bobby asks, What's the difference between geek and nerd culture and what do you identify yourself to be more towards? It's one I've never been at. I don't understand that at all. I always get corrected on that when we go to conventions. Mm. Mr. Sam yeah. or Mr. Well, I think um, traditionally geek was someone who was very, very smart. So you'd be sort of the know-it-all. A nerd I always felt was the technical computer whiz sort. Mm-hmm. And the person in leather in, with the ball gag, what's that called? Creepy. I thought that was a geek. That's a gimp. Gimp. Oh, gimp. And so a geek is... But that's a freak show. The freak show that's thing. That's why you're going to get in trouble at the convention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then, so the freak show... The freak show had the geek. Is that what had the geek? Yes, that sounds familiar. Freak shows had geeks. Mm. All right. So, okay. There we go. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I think the self-identification is a step too far. I think you're, you're... I mean, people are trying to take it back, I guess, but I don't necessarily... I think it, I think nowadays it comes back a lot to it's really the merch is the only difference between what people call a geek and just normal people. Nowadays, you know, Marvel and stuff is floating so much into mainstream that in the 80s you were a massive geek if you like Marvel. The only difference today between a normal person that loves comic books and someone who's a geek is the people that wear the shirts with the Spider-Man logo, apart from the people that just wear normal shirts that also love comic books. Every movie is now a comic book movie, apparently. So Yeah. Imagine 20 years ago, if you were like, I love Iron Man, people would be like, nerd, nerd, smash his head off. I got an invitation to a uh, an academic conference in Albuquerque about comic books, but unfortunately I couldn't get the conference funding to attend. But the universities are running a lot of comic book courses now. So, it, yeah, comics are very have moved into something. I, I, I see the one, the one, um, I'll move on to it now because I, we don't know, we're eating through the time. The thing I've always been most uncomfortable with is the anime. I have a prejudice. I will freely admit I have an anti-anime prejudice, manga, whatever form you want to use. I just, I don't like it. It makes me, and I, I think what makes me so uncomfortable, why I don't like it is the fandom, especially in Adelaide as well. Because if you met the anime guys back when I was young, uh, back during William the Conqueror's time, uh, it was they were they would like anything. So they'd be like, "Oh, let's watch Ghost in the Shell. Oh, let's watch Attack of the Velvet Pussy Panties. Oh, let's watch this horrible hardcore sex thing." And they'd be like, "What the fuck are you watching that for?" And they'd be like, "Oh, it's funny. It's Japanese." Um, they just they just look at it all like indiscriminately and they just accept it all and they take it all into Mm. their bodies and their minds and their psyches and also it was very you know it i mean it what there was a disney animation and the japanese were really into america after world war ii and they they so they did their version of disney and so it's like it's like it's come back through translation program and people like it oh because it's weird but they don't and also the big eyes and they look like kids and they're also sexual and there's something weird about how childlike it is and how sexual it is don't forget the tentacles there's mm. always tentacles. I guess. I guess one of the things it could be is another uh, a mode of escapism. Well, the cartoon aspect of it is also very childhoody. So then, it being so sexual no, is also so. I think it's following on because you don't. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of people get into it because it's older, more mature. 
feeling than you run out of cartoons when you turn 12 or 11. So what do you have next? Mm. So, oh, look, here's the new cartoon about kids and giant robots with mental illnesses. Perfect. And you can probably watch the sex ones. Your parents won't even notice because... Yeah, they think it's a cartoon. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there are some. Uh, I was about to say hentai. There are some animes and uh, <laughs> mangas out there that are quite mature as well, like especially for a mature no audience. No shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah. So, but if anyone wants to disagree, because that's. But I mean, I know I have a prejudice there. I know I just it's something I can't get past, and I probably should. And there's, you know, it's such a big top. You know, if you, I'm sure if you go to Japan, it's everywhere, and there are all the different genres. So you know, but if the if the anime kids from Adelaide went to Japan and were like, it's actually the oh. reverse. In Japan, it's just kids content. Oh really? Yeah, they don't love it like we do. Ah. So it's it's a weird um, cultural adaptation. People assume anime Japan world of world of wonders, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's. Yeah, something you just read on the bus. Yeah, it's a cartoon you read and done. You don't live it like mm-hmm. we do here. But isn't that because they actually do have giant robot suits mostly in Japan? <laughs> or why would they bother reading about it? If they, they don't, they don't move. Um, um, I know what you're talking about, but they just stand there. They're really boring giant robot suits. But they're giant, but they don't move. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a documentary. I've been watching anime wrong. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, it, if the kids came and, and wanted to watch some of the stuff they'd been watching in Adelaide, you'd probably only find it in a hardcore sex shop and people would think you were a perv, whereas here it's just it's, because it's from Japan, it's all part of the same thing, but really it's a massive industry that covers every different genre. Mm. And people, but people don't really, they just like all of it without, anyway. <clears throat> oh, I'll be quiet about that anime because it's a... You might, get, you might get killed. Bong. Bong, buddy. Will you, will you come with me, mate, to the world beyond? Will you accompany me and get me high in the afterlife? No, Roland. I cannot go where you are going. Mate! <laughs> uh, if you want to subscribe to uh, Radio Adelaide, you can win one year gym membership at the fitness hub of the University of Adelaide. You can take your brony suit, valued at $450. You don't have to be a student can just sweat through your brony suit and then you can sell it to probably someone do, do bronies buy used sweaty brony suits can I just say if somebody was to say win that membership and go to the gym and run on the treadmill in a brony suit and film it and send it to me I will take you out for dinner at the most expensive restaurant in Adelaide there you go that, that would be remember you said hilarious. that Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what one person will win this month. It's a date, Scott. Fifty-two dollars a year, twenty-six dollars concession. Uh, you just dial eight three one three five thousand during business hours, or you go to the website, or you come in and talk to the lovely Jordan at the front desk during business hours. And uh, if you mention the role-playing hour, then you will win. Uh, you'll be able to kiss the dancing bear, uh, who I just bring in here right now. Oh my God! His cell, his cage—it's empty. I don't know where he is. Someone has kidnapped the role-playing hour dancing bear. No. <laughs> there's only... It was probably just Roland. There's a single red hair I can see here. And what looks like uh, some sort of sneaker imprint. And the pattern on the bottom has Mario's face. We need MacGyver. I don't know. Someone stole the dance. Now we'll have to just be make do with Bubbles a dog. Bubbles, can you fill this important role? Really, I'm just not feeling it, Bubbles. No, no, no. Yes, you can try to love. Get out of here! 
Okay. I don't think Bubbles is going to cut it. Uh, but we did. Uh, so there was a suggestion last week that Tickle Me Elmo should perhaps come back as. No, 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 no more mascot. Tickle Me Elmo. I, I see, think, I see if I he's think free. he should. No, God, no. Hello. Oh, God, I'm going to have nightmares Hello, again. Clutterbuck. No. Tickle me. No way, I don't want you here. Tickle this me. I want to feel your tickle. Sam. Will you tickle my body? Oh, I don't like this either. Tickle into my soul holes. <laughs> what about Scott? Does Scott love to tickle Elmo? Scott? Oh, no. I'm shaking my head at the moment. On the sixth day, he shall break the seventh seal, and one third of the ocean shall be tickled, and a quarter of the land. How do I freaking push buttons or something? And all the animals that slither and crawl and fly shall be tickled. <laughs> until they can be tickled no more. Uh, I'll tickle you if it'll make you fuck off. Ah, oh, just a little. Okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Stop it, dude. Just... <laughs> My ears! <laughs> we just uh, <laughs> hung up on Scott, which is probably uh, not the best thing to do, but Scott, if you would like to appear on the documentary, then please, uh, I guess, you can uh, contact us on the Role Playing Hour Facebook page and we can put you in contact with Mr. Sam. Uh, or perhaps Mr. Sam has some info. I, I do have an email. You can call um, email, not call me. Don't call me. Um, at info at K9. That's number K9, like the dog. K9media.com.au. So I'll say that again. Uh, info, I-N-F-O, at K9media.com.au. Or if you, if you can't get me, the uh, role-playing hour, role-playing minute Facebook wall. Uh, or there is a fandom Facebook wall. If you t- search for fandom, in, in brackets, working title on Facebook, there's a wall and you can contact me through that. You can see a link to the fandom page as well on our role-playing hour. We can put that up again on the yep. role-playing hour wall. So that's a lot of options. If you are a brony or if you have any other collections or know anyone else who might be interested, then there is a, a, a documentary being pitched here and uh, you could be a part of it and um, and express... You know, because people have preconceptions about these things, and you can either <laughs> confirm or or <laughs> confirm those preconceptions or enlighten them about something a little bit different. So. Absolutely. Anything goes. I love to hear what you've got. I want to hear what you've got, and I'm not going to be prejudiced. Is really how's fandom changed your life for the better, unlike poor DM here. Mm. <laughs> so Elmo hasn't changed his life for the better. And it's really learning your stories and learning how... Sorry, my headphones are falling off. <laughs> Learning how you guys have coped with being a nerd. Has it been positive? Has it been negative? And are your shelves creaking for merchandise? Mm. Also, I love you, Scott. Mate. Oh, mate. Knowledge and beauty. Can you come with me to the grave? We're sorry, Roland. Oh, no. Only your good deeds can go with you to the grave. But, mate, I have no good deeds. I must go to the grave alone. I am truly every man.
See you, Roland. Okay, well, we're about out of time, which is a pity because I think we could have talked about that and bored you all for much longer. But uh, it's an interesting project, and we thank Scott for calling in because that was informative. That was exactly what we wanted. We have a million mm. questions. Wish we had prices. Oh, a million questions. Yeah, Do we but, have, give uh, me one because we're about to finish. I'll give you... Oh, God. Can you pick one because there's like a million, and I'm so sorry we can't answer all of them. Yes, that we got a bit carried away there. Okay, this question, last question, comes from Emma. If an animal were to surpass humans, which animal would it be and why? Um, Obviously the sea cucumber mm-hmm. Haven't you seen that thing? It's hardcore No, it'd be my little bronies God little bronies. <laughs> what Part animal, part brony <laughs> It's like a centaur Brony tour <laughs> I'm sure given some time I could answer that honestly But I don't have much time Perhaps cows, there's plenty of cows in the world, aren't there? <laughs> There's yeah, so many opposable of them. thumbs. And that they don't have opposable thumbs. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, we've got it. We're, we're, we always are late for the wonderful Zap Zap Sorry, coming up next. Yeah, zap. So uh, stay tuned for Zap, all your punk and uh, gaming needs. We thank you, Mr. Sam, for coming in. Thank you. We'll leave the link on the wall if you uh, have a collection and you want to talk about it. Uh, so you can send an email through to Sam and perhaps get involved in his project. Uh, giving voice to the fans out there and a bit of analysis. So uh, we'll... Bye-bye. Uh, but just in honor of K9, we might as well play that one little... This is K9. Though this unit is incapable of emotion, I calculate that... The role-playing hour has a 98% probability of causing feelings of hate and distress in any sentient life form.